This is Wednesday night, May the 18th, 2022. Youth service here at the Battle of Pentecost Wednesday Church with our youth director, Paul Allen, bringing the message tonight. Time. We'll start off with the youth praise team singing God So Loved. Come all ye weary, come all ye thirsty, come to the well that never runs dry. Drink of the water, come and thirst no more. Come all you sinners, come find his mercy. Come to the table, he will satisfy. Taste of his goodness, find what you're looking for. For God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son to save us whoever believes in him will live forever bring all your failures bring your addictions come lay them down at the foot of the cross jesus is waiting there with open arms for god so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son to save us whoever believes in him will live forever the power of hell forever defeated now it is
and a silver lining in this heart of mine. When the going gets tough and my strength's not enough, I see you showing up like never before. This battle for my heart, you took on from the start. You are the peace when my mind's at war, and I Last time I was up here, uh, some folks said I stomped on their toes. Some said I walked on them, backed over them, the whole nine yards. I said, well, they missed the first part. I told you it won't me up here talking. It's somebody else that done stomped on your toes and stepped on them. So don't blame me. I'm just a messenger. Amen. <laughs> but tonight we're going to talk about something. Completely different than what I've done before, so I was really scared at night. If y'all think it was bad last time. But tonight we're going to talk about time. There's 60 seconds in a minute, 60 minutes in an hour, and 24 minute, hours in a day, but we never have enough time. No matter what we do, we always run out of time. I get up on Sunday morning, 
fix me a cup of coffee, feed the dog, go get breakfast and come back. My crowd still ain't ready to go to church. And they know we got to be at church at 9.30. I don't understand it. There's some other folks like that too. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But I knew where I wanted to go, but I didn't know how I was going to get there. So what I did was I looked up what the Bible says about time. And in Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 through 8, um, verse 1, To everything there is a season, a time, to every purpose under heaven. Well, that's pretty much, nobody brought you one winter coat out this morning or this evening, did you? We don't wear shorts at Christmas time normally. We did this year. I know I did. But there's a time and a season for everything that goes on. Now, Friday we'll all be about in shorts and tank tops and everything. And then on Monday, I think we're going to be back in hooded sweatshirts about to freeze again. So there's a time. In verse 2, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up which is planted. Whenever we were born, that day was predetermined. We didn't determine it. Our parents didn't. They thought they might have, but they didn't. Because I can tell you, I did not plan when mine was born. Uh, but... God had already laid it out. He didn't lay out what we were going to do. He laid out a blueprint for us to follow, but he didn't make us follow it. We're on a, a road and not a rail. It's not a railroad, it's a highway. And how we choose to go on that highway is all up to us. We don't know how much time we've got before it's time to die. A lot of times what folks do is I'm going to go and I'm going to live and I'm going to do everything that I want to do and right before I die I'm going to say, Lord, please forgive me. That happens a lot. How many folks you think missed the mark because they were asleep. They didn't see it coming. Life just happened. What they were into took them away from where they were supposed to be. Whenever you're doing this, that's using hope as a tactic to, for your soul. Whenever you use hope as a tactic, then... You've lost all faith. Hope is the last resort. Whenever you lose hope, you've lost everything. But as long as you have hope, you can regain faith. Whenever we're using this tactic as far as whenever we want to get saved, you're using hope as a tactic and you're pretty much just about out of, out of road. A time to plant. 
Now, we don't plant corn in the wintertime, do we? Just like we don't plant pumpkins in October expecting to have a, a jack-o'-lantern on the, the doorstep on Halloween, now do we? There's certain conditions that's got to be right before any of this happens. The ground's got to be right. The temperature's got to be right. You've got to have the right fertilizer. So there's a certain time to plant. And whatever we plant, if we went out there and we planted obstators, we don't need to worry about going and picking peas off of that, do we? When we dig them up, we don't need to worry about no carrots being on the other side either, do we? We expect the ice tear to be there, and in some cases, we don't have nothing. We just have the rotten seed that we put in the ground. Well, that's how we need to be in our spiritual lives. We need to plant. We don't need to just sit there and throw something in the ground. We need to care for it. We need to make sure it's in his time to plant that seed. We need to nourish that seed. We need to fertilize it, water it, do whatever we can. Because whenever you're doing that, it's somebody else just reaping the benefit. We're not doing it for us. We're doing it for somebody else. And you reap what you sow. If you go out and you... Sow what the Lord wants you to sow, then you'll reap what he's wanting you to reap. But if you go out there and reap what, sow what you want to, you, you can probably come back empty-handed. But last week, I said, last time, everybody has a message. So that's what we need to be sowing, is your message. Not mine, not Larry Barbie's, but yours. Because you're the only one that can sow that the way that it needs to be sowed. And then, through prayer and putting others before ourselves, will we truly be able to reap what the Lord wants us to sow? In verse 3, a time to kill a time to heal, a time to break down, and a time to build up. Some would say that this being in the Bible is a contradictory because what's the golden rule? One of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not. But here it is in Ecclesiastes, it says there's a time to kill. Well, I look at that as it's a time to kill a demon in your life. Because what happens when you try to fight that demon? You may beat him down for a little while. You may lock him up in a little cage, but he's going to get out. Something's going to happen, and he's going to get out, and there it is all over again. And only this time, he's bringing friends with him. We also... Part of that is to hurt feelings and all the negative actions in our life. We try to hide all that. Our demons, addictions, or whatever you want to call them. But there's a time when 
we need to lay our demons down on that altar and let them die. Miss Jenny said it best the other week. We come down here, we lay them right here, then about the time we get right back there, we turn around and say, well, come on, come on. And we carry them back home with us. We didn't accomplish a thing. Whenever you bring him up here, you need to set him down, turn around and walk away. The same thing whenever they left Sodom and Gomorrah. One turned around and what happened to her? She turned into a pillar of salt. The same thing happens whenever we lay that demon down and then we turn around and look at him as we're walking out. We feel sorry for him, so we carry him home with us. The only way to get rid of him is to lay him here and let him die. That ain't to say the devil ain't going to make another one and send him to look just like that one, but you won't have to fight that one no more because you'll know where he's at. There's a time to heal. This ain't, to me, it's just not talking about if you get hurt or cut or whatever. This is spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. There's a lot of emotional times when we just need to slow down. We need to stop, take stock of what's going on. Sometimes we're getting hit from 300 different ways and we don't know which way it's going. We don't know which way is up, down, north, south, east, or west. The first thing we have to do is just stop, see what's happening. So that way we can make a plan of how to go forward. Um, in the law enforcement fire and EMS we see trauma all the time we see physical trauma from something that's happened and then we see a lot of emotional trauma and a lot of times it's in each other But the thing about it is a lot of time we won't talk about it because sometimes you got to process it before you can deal with it and then you might can talk about it later. All too often you'll have something bad go wrong and in a little town like this it don't take long for stuff to get around. And the first thing folks want to do is, did you go on that call? Yeah, I did. And then they want to ask questions. Boy, is this true? Is that true? Or then they want to second guess a decision you made. Well, why did y'all let this happen? Or why did y'all let that happen? Well, they don't know. But the one you're talking to may have been the one that had to make that decision. And that may have been one of the first days that they had got all right. So what you just did was you took a good day and you just ripped that Band-Aid off.
All that healing that just got done, it's over with. You start, that person's starting all over. He's right back to that moment that all that happened. And it's not just on that side of life. It could be whenever you're young and you lose a friend. Five years down the road, <clears throat> you can be put right back in that same spot. It can be 20 years down the road, one thing carries you back 20 years, you remember everything. Everything you try to forget, it takes you right back. And then you get to start healing all over again. Sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's not. But it's always a reminder. The best thing to do, did you go on that? Yeah. Well, brother, I'm going to pray for you. Because I heard that was rough. If you hear about something going on in school, pray for them. Don't necessarily ask them, did, was that happening at their school or whatnot, because they may be dealing with it the best way they can. And you don't mean no harm. Folks don't mean harm most of the time. But it still happens. Time and the good Lord heals our wounds, but the devil and a sharp tongue can reopen any wound in an instant. That's all it takes. One word, one uh, reference to, or even somebody inferring something that could have happened, just like that. Ten years worth of healing is gone in one second. A time to break down. Once we get saved and periodically thereafter, we all need to be broken down. Because what happens? We all tend to get a little full of ourselves because we think we're going the right way. And, you know, I go to the big church. I go to the big church. Yeah, we, we just got a brand new sound system. We get bolsters. We get big-headed. So every once in a while, we need to get broke down and humbled back down to where the Lord wants us to be. The, the first time I got up here and talked, later on that night, it was popped up on the phone, and I said, Lord, have mercy. Eighty folks have done watched that. The next morning I woke up, I said, 133 people watched me online. Didn't they have nothing better to do? And then I looked at it at lunchtime and it jumped up to 150. I said, Lord have mercy. All them got to air listen to me bumming around and speak. But then by like that, the Lord hit me at the back and said, 
they were listening to them sing, they turned you off. <laughs> but that's, that's how it works. Sometimes we just need to be broken down. All the rotten stuff taken out and built back up. A lot of times he will humble us down all the way. He'll just beat us down to the ground so that way he can build us back up stronger. If you're getting beat down, get ready to be built back up. But whenever he's building you up, he's getting you ready for something else. It may get you up out of that pew on Sunday morning and going back there doing children's church. It may be getting you to come up here and vacation Bible school and help teach a class or whatever. Maybe help cooking. We might need some cooks. But whatever he's got planned for you, he's going to tear you down. He's going to rebuild you and get you ready for all of it. In verse 4, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. There is a time for all of us to mourn a loss. We feel sorry for ourselves, feel sorry for someone else, and help with the healing because it's all going to take a lot of time. But then we have to let it go. Holding on while we're mourning something, if we never get out of that stage, then we'll never, you, you'll never go on. You'll never prosper like you need to. It's just not healthy mentally or physically because when you stay in that state of forever feeling sorry for yourself, you're never going to climb out of that hole. You're going to stay there. Whenever you're in that hole, that's where the devil wants you because then you can't do what, he, what you're supposed to do for the Lord. A time to laugh. A time to enjoy company of others who believe the way you do. Anybody believe there's anything wrong laughing in church? Because if you do, I'm going to have to quit right now. You know, a lot of times we forget to laugh. We get stuck in a rut and we just don't see the funny stuff that's around us. I mean, all you gotta do is look at this crowd over here and I laugh all the time. But seriously, I once read laughing is feeling good all over your body at one time. Now, I don't know about you, but if I can feel good in that foot for about two seconds, I'm good to go. Plus, whenever we do laugh, it helps with movement, it helps with our lungs, and it helps our whole body. Sometimes, some of us act a part of a clown just to see others laugh. It might be a temporary escape for them and you. It may be that way, that person's way of healing from a past trauma. If I can make Stephen Sutton laugh today, then I did pretty good. And it don't take much to make him laugh. 
But it can also mean that you put one ray of sunshine in that person's life. They could have come here just down and distraught and mad because the handy mark was out of heath bars when Marcy went in there. So if you make her laugh, then she might be forgetting about that heath bar that she didn't get for church. And dancing. Boys, y'all see them girls? Y'all don't dance with them? Don't worry. Somebody else will. You ain't got to. Trust me. Somebody else will. You might go home alone, but she's going to dance. So the best thing to do is get in your head to dance with her. But also, when you look at that, it's like going to church. You don't go to church with her, somebody else will. I mean, that's just one of them things. If you want to sit home and play hooky from church, that's fine. Somebody, the Lord will send somebody sit beside that girl and hold her hand. But a lot of times in the old days, they would have a, a harvest festivals, and at the end of wars, they would have big gatherings. And at those gatherings, they would eat and they would dance. It's a celebration, and it's the way to close everything down. A lot of times they even dance at weddings. I don't know why. Daddy always told me there ain't much difference between a wedding and a funeral, but <laughs> either way. In verse five, a time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. This one's got a lot of interpretations of exactly what he's talking about. But in the biblical times, they used to use stones to build altars. So why would you want to tear down an altar? Well, occasionally, the altar can be tainted, tarnished, it can be twisted by the devil to his liking and not God's. The same as whenever Jesus came into the temple and they were selling everything and he flipped the tables and kicked them all out. That would be a good reason to tear down an altar and rebuild one. The same thing is we can be also looked as an altar. So he tears us down and brings us back up. A time to hug. According to some people, every time's a good time to hug. But there is a time when somebody does need a hug. Larry Barber needs a hug every Sunday and Wednesday night. But it's a way for two people <coughs> to come together and in, enjoy one another's friendship comfort just for a second. It's reaching out and touching another human being only for a minute. It's the time when we bring 
fellowship and build one another. And a time not to hug. Well, we just got t- done with a time not to hug. They didn't even want you touching one another, being within 10 feet of one another. But there's some times when people just don't want to be hugged. That's 90% of the time for me. But there's a time when you don't need, there's a time when y'all two don't need to be hugging on one another. Y'all need to be out talking and telling everybody what Jesus done done for you. The same goes for your grandma and grandpa back there too. (laughs) But we need to spread the blessings that we've had throughout our life. A time to get, a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away. There's a time to get friends to help you and be around you so you're not alone. To make you laugh, to have a shoulder to cry on and be by your side when things get tough. We need friends. We need good friends. We don't need just any friend. We need a friend that's going to be there all the time. When your good days and your bad days. Because if they can't handle you at your worst, then they don't need you at your best. Just plain and simple. If you can't handle her at her worst, you you ain't going to enjoy the best. There's also a time to lose relationships. Sometimes these are toxic, or they just demand a lot of your attention. We see it all the time. You get Romeo and Juliet in here, and they want to talk while the preacher's preaching, and they don't want to pay attention, so then we have to lose that friend. Or they take your focus away from what God's planned for you. So then we have to lose that friend. And sometimes we have to lose that friend to rebuild that friendship because... It's like a grapevine. You got to cut a grapevine back every year for the fruit to be better. You got to know what you lost to figure out what you had. And if it was really meant to be, then then they'll be back. There's a time to keep old memories, family heirlooms, and traditions. We tend to hold on to the old ways because that's all we know. We're scared of new. We're scared of different because we don't know what to do. But what would have happened when Moses parted the Red Sea if everybody was scared to go on that ground because it may have been soft? They would have never reached the other side and the Roman soldiers would have got them. We keep things as they are and not try new things because they may be difficult or have an outcome we can't predict or we don't think we're ready for. But there is a time to cast out old broken traditions, heirlooms, and relationships so that way we can make room for the new 
on seven. A time to rend, a time to sow, a time to keep, and a time to speak. Rend, I look this up, and that means tear apart. It kind of goes back. There's a time to tear apart friendships. It's time to separate two kids that's been together all day because what happens? They are like this and at one another. They just had too much. They're in overload. So we had to separate them. And sometimes a husband and wife, they don't need to be up on one another neither because they just, <laughs> they be at each other's throat. This is the only reason why we survived our uh, ronication is because I had a barn out there in the back. If not, we might would have been divorced. <laughs> but you need time apart from one another to bring you closer to one another. A time to sow. This case means like sewing with a needle. There's a time to mend old lost relationships. There's a time to mend between Marcy and Ashley when he comes home without that heath bar. <laughs> also, I look at it as a time to sow the seeds of the Lord to see how they'll prosper. To see what we can do whenever we testify and witness to others and see how it changes their lives. A time to be silent. My child, my wife do not know this time. They got it from her, they got it from her mother though. One of my teachers in school used to say, you got two ears and one mouth so you can hear twice as much as you talk. They've heard that a hundred times. But it's the truth. Way too often, we only hear half the story and then we develop an opinion or we fly mad and we ain't got all the story. We get upset and mad when thinking the outcome is not the same as it's in our head, the outcome's one way, but it didn't really happen that way. A time to confess your sins and ask for forgiveness and guidance in our life. A time to keep silent and listen to what others had to say. But we always need to listen to what the Lord's got to say. Too many times we get to thinking about what we want to do and how we want to go, but we don't stop and listen to what he's got to say. When that's all we've really got to do is just stop and listen. You don't even have to ask most of the time. All you got to do is just put that thing under your nose in idle and just let everything else go. Put that thing under your nose in idle, meaning your mouth, for the cheap seats. Oh, another old saying that I've heard a hundred times, 
It's better to be thought a fool than open your mouth and remove all doubt. That one speaks for itself. In verse 8, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. Now in the Bible it says we're not supposed to hate one another. But I can tell you right now, I hate snakes. And them three right there, they hate mice. If there was a mouse right there, all three of them would be standing on top of that pew trying to grab the air ladder to go higher. But a lot of times we hate situations that folks are in. But even though we're not supposed to hate one another because that's... It's not what Jesus wanted us to do. Jesus wanted us to love one another. A time for war. We go to war against the devil every day. We try to protect our children and loved ones from what he's going to do or he's trying to do. What he's trying to, and one of the things he's trying to do is he's trying to take away our joy and happiness for a short time of joy and happiness. A time of peace. This is where everything is calm. We can relax, we can heal our wounds, and we can just rest. Well, we don't have to fight. We don't have to worry about a whole lot. And we can enjoy what the good Lord has given us. We can enjoy hunting and fishing and all the rest of God's creation. We can take a break to walk around outside. And not necessarily physically outside, but too often we get walls built up around us to where we're trying to fight off stuff when we can just open the gates and we can just walk on out. Because all he really wants is for us to have a fresh air and see all the amazing things that he's actually done for our lives. Now, everybody ain't going to be able to see this where y'all sitting, so if y'all would come on up, gather around right here as I close out. Do what? No. This jar represents time in our life. Y'all can see right now it's empty. The golf balls represent What's important to us? Our loved ones, our family, and our friends.
It's pretty full, isn't it? It don't look like we got a whole lot of time for anything else, does it? The big rocks represents what we must do in our life. Our house, we gotta all have a house. We gotta have a job, a car, power, and electricity. You pretty full now? Everybody think it's full? The little rocks That's all the distractions in our life. Watching ball games, watching TV. It's all the stuff that thinks that the things that we think that we gotta do. The concerts, the ball games, the superstar that's gonna be at the mall that you gotta go get his autographs. That's all of that. Now, if we take just the big rocks and just the little rocks, then the golf balls don't fit. We don't have time in our life for what's most important to us. So, if you spend your time on the small stuff, you spend all your time at work and trying to go to the concerts and the ball games, you're not paying attention to the golf balls of what's truly important in our lives. The stuff that we can really make an impact with. So you have to pay attention to your health, your mental health, your happiness, and the priorities in your life. You need to pay attention to the golf balls. And then the water. Does that look full to y'all now? The water. The water shows us that we've always got time for Jesus. No matter how full our life really is, we've always got time for Jesus. We've always got time to sit down and talk with a friend about Jesus, about what he's done for us and what he can do. Thank you, sir, for that word. Thank you, sir. You've been watching the Pine Level Pentecostal Church. 
The Pine Level Pentecostal Adventist Church is located on 112 East Blanche Street. We welcome you to come and join us in worship every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., every Sunday night at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Don't forget, if you can't join us in person, you can always join us via the internet through the website at pinelevelphc.org. You can watch our services, check out upcoming events, and lots more there at the website. You can also check out our app through Google Play or iOS App Store. Download the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church app. It's free to use, free to download. You can watch our services live or on demand. Check out other things about the church, even donate to the church through the link. If you have a Facebook account, go to facebook.com forward slash Pine Level PHC. Get notifications when we go live. Check out pictures and other upcoming events about our church. Just like our Facebook page. That's all you have to do. Also, YouTube is available for the YouTube subscribers. Search YouTube for Pine Level PH Church. Subscribe to our channel. Get notifications when we go live. You can watch our services live or on demand. Don't forget, if you can't watch us, maybe you want to listen. Search for our podcast through your favorite podcast provider and listen to the services anywhere in the world. Don't forget about our new radio station. Go to our website or app for the quick link. And you can also just simply type in pinelevelphc.org forward slash radio. Radio stations playing good gospel music 24-7. Also, lots other programming is available for your enjoyment. So if you want to check that out, do so anytime and listen with friends around the world. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church, I'm Joey Perry. We hope to see you soon here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Witness Church.